You're listening to the Solo to CEO podcast with Davina Frederick. Hello, and welcome to the Solo to CEO podcast, where we provide a mix of powerful, thought-provoking, and practical information to assist you in your transformation from solo to CEO of a high-impact, high-revenue-generating business. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, and I'm here today with Lee Kellett-Fletcher, one of the founding partners of the Fletcher Fisher Law Firm, a leading land-used environmental and commercial real estate development law firm based in St. Petersburg, Florida, the founder of Rising Tide Innovation Center co-workspace, and CEO of Ocean Systems Laboratory in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Welcome, Lee, and I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. So you and I have known each other for quite a while now. We've worked together some, um, and I'm really excited to have you here. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about, that's a, that's a lot of businesses. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of businesses. <laughs> so, yes. so that's a lot to unpack. So let's, yeah. pick, let's pick one and okay. talk about that initially. I'd like to talk about the, um, the law firm because I know that you've been practicing law since the 90s and you're, you are um, a land use environmental and a commercial real estate development lawyer. That's kind of your, your background. And tell us how you got into that work. Well, I, I got into that work, um, you know, almost immediately, well, actually during law school. Um, I, you know, like many lawyers, I clerked for a firm and, and then ultimately joined that firm when I graduated from law school. And that was the first of a series of firms um, that over time I was uh, either an associate or a partner with. And in uh, 2012, I left uh, Stearns Weaver Miller, which is a, a large Florida-based law firm as where I was an equity partner and, um, and started my own firm, um, partially because I was spending a lot of time in the Virgin Islands and had passed the Virgin Islands bar, which gave me uh, an opportunity to be in a place that was beautiful and, you know, make a living while there, which was fabulous. Mm -hmm. So, um, so my background, the, the environmental ties to kind of my other part of my background, which is more environmental science and that kind of thing. So, uh, so that's how I got into the environmental law because it, it I was able to translate those skills into kind of a brownfield land use real estate practice. And then, you know, over the years, my I kind of grew with my clients. And as they got bigger, my expertise expanded uh, to assist them. And so now my client base is largely developers that are um, working in urban space, doing community development work, oftentimes dealing with environmental remediation or um, tricky land use issues, coastal issues, those kind of things. And and so your story is really a very interesting one because that work is what led to you becoming the owner and the CEO of Ocean Systems Laboratory, which is a water, environmental water testing facility, right? Right. So Ocean Systems is the... Uh, the EPA designated um, water quality laboratory for the U.S. Virgin Islands, and I got involved with the labs actually in 2006 um, 
when I was litigating an Endangered Species Act case for a Florida client in the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's how I actually got there. Um, the case was about uh, whether a workforce housing development would impact sea turtles. Um, and at the, it was really a kind of a NIMBY suit, meaning it was a suit brought by people who just didn't want to have the workforce housing in their neighborhood. And um, when we got past the issues and determined it really wasn't an environmental case, what the the real thing that the owners were concerned about was um, stormwater. And to solve the stormwater problem, um, we needed to do some new type of permitting that they had never done in the Virgin Islands, so we did that. And that permitting required um, some testing. So I went to the only lab on the island and said, boy, do I have a business opportunity for you. Now everybody's going to need to do this kind of testing. And um, and the owner of the lab at the time was um, toward the end of her career. And she said, really not interested. Thanks. And I said, that's <laughs> not the right answer. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. That's not the right answer. So let's try this again. Let me repeat what I'm saying. So ultimately, um, I began to work with her um, in a kind of consulting way to facilitate that process happening. And then when she got ready to retire five years later, um, I purchased the labs from her. So it was kind of an evolutionary process that I kind of fell into being the CEO of, of laboratories. We have facilities on St. Croix and St. Thomas, and we have 20 employees. So um, so it, it definitely vaulted me from thinking about um, business as just me as a lawyer creating business to a much more broad scale vision of, of what does it mean to bring in business for, you know, being responsible for making sure that that lots of people get their paychecks. Um, and that's week, kind of, week. and that's kind of opened up a, a new, uh, I don't know, kind of like sparked a dream in you. Yes. No, it really, I discovered I had a passion for um, entrepreneurship and small business, which, um, which really surprised me. So, because I had never, you know, I came from a family of lawyers um, and, you know, Professional service businesses are one type of business, but they're not, you know, they're not the same kind of like day-to-day get contracts, have customer kind of businesses. And being in the lab, it kind of just showed me that there's this whole other element to owning firms and doing those kind of things. So I was able to take advantage. I applied to, and I highly recommend this to anybody who has a small business. Um, I applied to the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. And which, if you get in, um, is free training. And it's kind of like a, a, I don't know if I'd call it an MBA in a box, but it, but it's basically a, a five-month program that really helps you hone your entrepreneurial skills. Um, so I did that, and that confirmed for me that I really have a – and in that program, I was with owners of a diverse t- – numbers of diverse types of businesses from all over the country – and I realized I really like um, entrepreneurs. I like the spirit. I like the uh, the passion. I like the drive, all of those things. And, and it was like I had found, in some ways, found a tribe that I didn't know I was missing. Um, so um, that kind of led to the latest business <laughs> iteration, which <laughs> is um, Rising Tide Innovation Center, which is a collaborative <laughs> co-work space in St. Petersburg, Florida, where we've now located the law firm as well. But um, Rising Tide is is an 8,000 square foot uh, facility designed to provide the needs for small businesses. So it is kind of a one-stop shop. We have conference rooms, training facilities, 
breakout rooms, offices, open workspaces, really good coffee, snack bar, <laughs> sparkling water cereal. on tap, cereal. cereal. We have a cereal <laughs> bar. We have everything you need to be a small business owner, <laughs> including cereal. Um, but um, but that you know, so that is kind of been the latest venture and what I have focused a lot on in the last year. So that so tell me. So you and I have, of course, we've worked together on you, when you bring kind of bringing the co-work space, space into fruition and everything. And but it's so I know that it's more than just a co-work space. Right. You know, it, for you, like people might imagine a co-work space to be, OK, here's an office and a place you can go and just plug in your laptop and get some work done. But really, when you're talking about co-work space, you're really talking about a certain kind of business model, aren't you? I mean, yes. this, this kind of collaborative business model. Tell, right. tell me about I'm, that. Yeah, and and this kind of grew out of my experience with with Goldman Sachs, but also um, just from visiting and and looking at a lot of different models for how small businesses can be successful. And one of the things that that is really important to a small business is creating that network and creating that support system in the community where your business is located. You know, we used to joke, even at the law firm, we used to joke that the only person we saw on a regular basis was the FedEx guy because most of our clients were national and not in the office. And so it was like, wow, we have a really nice office for the FedEx guy. Um, but, but in reality, for a lot of small businesses, you can, you can be doing really well at your kitchen table, you know, and you can be doing really well in your, you know, in your, on your dining room, in your dining room. And then, but there's that point where you wish you had a colleague that you could commiserate with, or you have a question that you don't know the answer to, or you just are sick of staring at the same four walls that you, you know, without any interaction. Um, and that's kind of, you know, because that can also be stifling. I mean, so like in our co-work space, we have businesses that are businesses of one person. And then we have businesses that have multiple employees that all co-office here. We even have businesses where they are taking advantage because they travel. So they have desks here and they also have desks in another co-work space in West Palm. But what we're trying to do is create an environment where um, people can interact and build that network and, and be focused on doing their business and offering their services to other people who are kind of going along the same path, but in a different, you know, maybe a different field. So that um, so that we can kind of increase that success rate of small businesses is one of the things that is a real indicator of likelihood of success of a business is the strength of the business owners network. So in addition to kind of, you know, helping with the loneliness factor, the, a lot of the advantages of co-working is, you know, some of the advantages of co-working are things like uh, being able to. Uh, collaborate with people that you're working with on projects where you might be able to bring in other people who are working in the space with you and bring in their expertise. Right. And we, and we see that happening a lot. It's interesting. We have, we've got uh, some folks in the members in the co-work space that are, are very strong tech, you know, small businesses. And then we have others that are really strong marketing, uh, I mean, and digital marketing type businesses. And there have been multiple collaborations already um, between those particular businesses um, in proposing to do work for people in supporting each other's projects. We have another member who's focused on wellness and um, she has been offering kind of 
wellness coaching and support to our members, um, which is both building her business, but also, um, you know, offering a kind of nice side benefit um, to our business, you know, here at the co-work space, because mm-hmm. people are really able to access that and get their health and wellness questions and life balance kind of questions addressed. They probably, and having people in close quarters like that, you're probably, they're probably bringing up uh, ideas that other people didn't even know problems. They're making people aware of problems they didn't even know they had. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing that. Problems, and, right? and I like to say they're, I don't call them problems. I call them opportunities. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of opportunities. Um, but, but really and truly, they are also just opportunities that people hear about and say, hey, this I heard about this. It's not for my business, but I thought of you. And so, so the co-work space has both, um, we offer both programming, which is more like formal you know, learn the skill that you might not have realized you need, but now you know you need. Um, but we also offer a lot of informal um, opportunities for people to interact and get to know each other in a kind of non, you know, in a non-stuffy, non-stressful way. So we have, you know, we have wind down Wednesdays and we have, um, we've had whiskey tastings and we've had chess tournaments and we've had, you know, everything, you know, you, you name it, we've, we've done different things. For a while, we were playing uh, office bingo, um, you know, on collaborative uh, work in the space, and people could get, you know, get bingo by helping each other on projects. So, um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of things to try and bring people together, and we've seen it work, you know, that, that our members do know each other, and they do chat, and they are supportive of each other's work, and, um, and their business. You also have a, you also use technology, kind of a, like a social a closed yes. forum for your, for your members. Right. Yeah. So we have a, we have an internal, um, you know, kind of bulletin community, you know, digital bulletin board messaging system. We, everything we have here for reserving rooms and reserving use of resources is all online. Um, so we, you know, we also have a blog and we have, um, you know, just different information. We try and keep our members abreast and included in, all the things that are going on here. And we really have a lot of things going on here all the time. So, so that, you know, uh, we try not to totally bombard people, but, but there is a lot and, and that communication is working. So, I mean, it's something as simple as a kind of what you would think of as the office pool email going out of extra donuts on the fourth floor to, you know, someone reaching out and saying, Hey, I need a rec, I need a recommendation for this kind of lawyer and, you know, getting, a whole slew of comments back and forth from people of which lawyers have they used and why have they used them and the same thing for accountants and you know so it, so it's kind of becoming a um, a resource well for people to use. Do you think this is so? I just saw uh, I don't know if you saw this. I saw an article uh, on Facebook the other day about some cohort space in Belize or something like that. It was you know where these huts. Like <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I yeah, saw that right? one. Okay. Yeah. Do you think, you know, co-work space, you know, people are always talking about how technology, especially, uh, you know, in this world, where there's so many virtual businesses now about technology separating us. Do you think that there's more and more that, that you'll see more and more of these co-work spaces? I know you've done a lot of research in the co-work you're, right. You know, you're a big researcher, right? So I, I know you did a lot of research in the co-work space before you uh, started this business, and as you've been growing this business, and you know, your decision to open co-work space was because you saw that there was such a 
uh, potential in this market. Tell me kind of about what you expect to see in the co-work space in the coming years. Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think I think definitely co-work has become and is continuing to grow because so many uh, kind of traditional employers are outsourcing or um, having their workers work from home, doing remote working. And so many people then are also leaving, you know, bigger organizations and starting their own business because basically the threshold for entry is pretty low now. You know, if you have a laptop and you're a professional, you can make yourself a business. Um, you know, that kind of simplifies it overly, but but it is a, a trend that you definitely see. And so I think that co-working, because it offers that upper, that balance between being on your own and having your own business, but also having resources and and even just, you know, the, you know, from the simple things like not having to have your own copier lease, you know, to the more complicated things of being able to have access to super fast Internet if you're a design professional, for instance, um, because you couldn't afford to have that kind of service in your home. But in the co-work space, you know, we have dedicated fiber. So mm-hmm. here things are, you know, whizzing along and you can see people working on graphics that, you know, at home you begin to feel like you're going back to circa 1985. Right. So. Um, so there's meeting that piece. Space. Meeting spaces, professional meeting spaces, huge. Oh, yeah. No, we have, and that's, you know, that's, I think, our one of the things that was a surprise to me was the demand for meeting space, not just from our members, but from the outside community. There are so many people for that don't have an, their own office. So our conference room has become the place of closings and, you know, meetings with financial advisors and all these things, even if they're not members they are looking for that kind of space. And I think because of that, co-work spaces will continue to grow. I mean, what I find interesting is that, you know, since we opened in May of 2018, which is hard to believe it's almost been a year, um, another four co-work spaces, all of which are over 10,000 square feet, have opened in the Tampa Bay market, um, which just makes me feel like a leader. You know, I guess in the pack. <laughs> but now, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely the pioneer. But um, but but it just shows that there's a tremendous demand for um, kind of co-working spaces and what co-working offers. And from my perspective, I think the strength of co-working is leveraged in the community. Um, you know, you can go to larger co-working spaces or places like Regis or whatever that are more executive office e. And you don't get the community building that you get at Rising Tide. Mm-hmm. So so I think that's what differentiates us from those other spaces. But at the same time, I think the fact that there are that many spaces just demonstrates how many people need those kind of spaces, you know? Right, right. Uh, and, and, and I think that, you know, the culture of... The culture of the space makes a difference. Uh, I know you did a lot of research before, and some of the things that were lacking in some spaces, you know, there were different types of cultures, you know, some that were very specific to, let's say, just creatives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And there there are different thought, you know, thought patterns on that about whether that is beneficial or not to have a focused co-work space or a woman only co-work space, you know, those kind of things. And ultimately what I came down to is that I think one of the greatest opportunities in a co-work space is to interact with people who have different experiences than you and give, you know, and are coming at things from a different perspective. So, so I made the decision that, that we would not be a 
focused cohort space or a limited cohort space. So we would be a cohort space. And we certainly, you know, are set up so that because of our the speed of our internet and because of the services we provide that we really, you know, it, there are types, you know, professional service businesses, creative businesses, tech businesses all fi- feel very comfortable here because we offer the services and the resources that those kind of businesses need. But but there, we haven't limited who can walk in the door. So so we have everything from virtual assistants to, uh, you know, international digital media companies that are in here that are, you know, working here, but also have employees in India. So it, it's, it's kind of a... You've had, a some non, you've had some nonprofits in there. You've had we some do, yeah. law firms. You've had different... Yes, we have, yeah, we have law firms. We have accountants. We have um, digital... Um, like I said, digital marketers, some coders, um, some tech startups um, doing everything from kind of ultra luxury vacation planning to um, kind of uh, a group that believes that people don't go out to lunch anymore and they're losing their network. And so they are, it's a group called Lunch Pool. They actually won Tampa Bay Startup Week and uh, we're excited they're here. And, um, And their mission in life is to put people who don't know each other together for lunch to have professional lunches. So um, we're excited they're here as members and we're also excited about what their mission is because it aligns with what our mission is. So um, so, you're, so you're also really um, tying into your local community. Oh yeah. No, I think, I think that's the, the neatest thing about this co-work space is that with a lot of our members literally walk here work, which think about that in, you know, today's car age. But, but one of the things we realized early on is we should have planned better bike storage <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of people have bikes. So, um, so that, you know, those are the things you, you figure out after the fact, you're like, Oh, I should have done that. But, um, but the, um, yeah, our, our membership base is um, a lot of people that are, you know, serious about their business and um, want to take advantage of, of our meeting space and want to take advantage of a place where people come to work. I mean, we, we are, on, you know, if you walk in, you know, you're in an office. It's not a thought of, oh, I'm in a cafe or I'm in a bar, you know, or anything like that. It's like, I'm in, an, I'm in a workspace, but it's a beautiful workspace that's kind of inspiring. And it's a workspace where the person next to you um, may be the source of your next client or may be your next client, you know, so... It's kind of an exciting environment to be in. Yeah, it's got a lot of got a lot of light and a lot of texture, a lot of beautiful artwork and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, it, um, it makes it fun. I like coming to work here. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you about? <laughs> Just uh, I, ha- I lost my train of thought because I started thinking about all the beautiful light and the brick walls <laughs> 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 and your custom artwork. Then yeah. I lost my train of thought. Uh, but I digress. Uh, so tell me what what do you what is next? Well, What's next that, for, you for, for that, this for rising the tide. Yeah, for rising tide. I think um, we've been tremendously successful here. Um, we're continuing to grow. We do still have um, memberships available at this location, but um, we definitely you know what we heard we when we were at um, Startup Week and when we were you know doing you know various and sundry activities out in the community is we heard from people who don't live in immediate in downtown St. Pete that said, I wish you were here. I wish you were here. I want that community, but I need it closer to me. 
So, so we're looking at what, what does that look like for us in the future? Um, you know, I, I think it does look like other locations, but trying to find, we want to find a place again, you know, we, because I am a lawyer and a bona fide nerd, I did do a lot of research before we made the decision to come to St. Pete. So, mm -hmm. um, so we're kind of going through that same due diligence process, um, looking at places where we might want to go. But the well, nice thing that's, is, where that's where your commercial real estate, you know, background yeah. comes in handy too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's handy. Yeah, it is handy. And as are, frankly, my network because we get opportunities to look at spaces um, that are because you know we have connections in the community, and you know we've either represented people or people know that you know who we are. So, um, so that that's been nice too. So, I think you know when we get ready to pull the trigger. Um, we're going to have some really, some really cool future spaces, you know, once we, once we figure out where we want to put them. So. That's terrific. That's terrific. So, so what is next for you? Because I, you know, I, I know you're also, this isn't enough for you. No, you're also, you're also doing what right now? <laughs> um, I am back in graduate school. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, and... because, you know, in your spare time, it's important, that, it's important to, you know, go for a PhD yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where, that's where I'm headed. Um, so I am going back to my love of science and I am working my way toward, toward that goal. Um, I'm a place in my life where my daughter is about to go to college. And so I have a lot more flexibility in terms of time, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm really, I'm, I'm enjoying that. It's, it's, kind of answering, you know, kind of the bucket list thing. And it also, it's funny, every time you go into a new area of anything, um, it enriches the fabric of what you're currently already doing. So, you know, my science focus, you know, is a different lens through which I'm looking at my co-work business and the laboratories and the law firm even. Um, so, so it's, it's really beneficial. I encourage, I think that Lifelong learning is something that anyone who is a business owner um, needs to invest in themselves to, um, you know, whether it's a formal, you know, degree program like what I'm doing, or if it's just developing skill sets like what we offer at Rise and Tide. Um, it's key. It's key to keeping yourself fresh and keeping yourself passionate and keeping yourself able to see opportunities um, because your horizons kind of are um, broad. And and in it kind of you're all of you all of these things to you know people looking at the outside they may seem uh, to be separate but there's a theme that runs through all of this for you your and it's your co-work space is not named rising tide by accident no um, <laughs> so kind of explain this sort of theme this is all your yeah your and yeah and this is just my my kind of where i come from on things and and that is simply that, you know, we do best when we support each other and we do best in all there, but in the universe, you know, gives us all, you know, unlimited opportunity and the ability to take advantage of those opportunities is greatest when we're working together. So my law practice is focused on community development and redevelopment of areas where that were historically, um, Dis, you know, disenfranchised perhaps would be the best word, um, and bringing those neighborhoods um, back so that 
the residents of those neighborhoods have greater opportunity. And the um, laboratories, you know, we make sure people have clean water, which is kind of a fundamental thing that everyone deserves, I think. And then the co-work space is really, you know, kind of the manifestation of that collaborative um, concept that a rising tide lifts all boats, that that we um, together, the people who are members in this co-work space are going to achieve a lot more than they would on their own. And that's what we're we're trying to foster. So tell me what advice do you, would you have for, since you have started more than one business and are this entrepreneur's entrepreneur, um, what advice would you have for someone who is starting a business um, or dreams of starting a business? I, I would say, um, number one, believe in yourself. I mean, you have to, you have to have that fundamental confidence that you can achieve something um, so that you pull the trigger and actually do it. And then the other thing I would say is stay focused on your vision. So if, you know, for you, whatever your passion is and how, you know, obviously you need to have good metrics and you need to make sure that it's financially viable and all of those things. But along the way, every entrepreneur gets a lot of armchair quarterbacking from people. And one of the things that that you have to be able to do is say, no, I know, you know, take the advice that is valuable, but then also just filter that advice through this is the vision and this is what I'm trying to achieve. Um, and, and acknowledge that that changes over time. I mean, I certainly didn't start my law career thinking I was going to own laboratories and co-work spaces. It just, you know, the path led me there. And, um, and then I was not, I was not afraid to take the chance and do it once I had done my research and validated how I thought I could do it and had a clear vision on what I wanted to do. So would you describe yourself as a risk taker? Yeah, I guess I would say I'm a, I, I, you know, am I a risk taker? I am a, um, I am a risk taker who is also a lawyer, which means that everything has to be uh, evaluated and thought about and documented <laughs> before I take the risk. So, so, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, I used to say that I wouldn't be a good developer because, you know, what developers see as opportunity, I see as holes in documents. But, um, but there is an element, a part of me that says, oh, I can see how that could be amazing doing this, you know? And, and that's the part that you have to, you have to have that kind of creative, you know, I don't know, desire to create something. Yeah. I think it's one of the biggest challenges that lawyers, lawyers face is that they're, because to be an entrepreneur, to be a CEO, to, to create a business, to run a business, to grow a business, you have to be willing to take risk. And sometimes you have to move fast on things. And, um, (laughs) But yeah, we can talk about the, the the doubling yeah. of the size of the co-work space in a two-week period. Exactly. I mean, you've done some really, you've made some really fast moves, and you've yeah. also you've also um, you know done some things that other people were like, "Oh my God, could you? She really just do that?" Right. Yeah. But but you know, uh, but you are a very um, detail-oriented person, and a and a you are a you're a researcher at heart. You are a 
you know, you're, you have a scientific brain. Not only are you a lawyer, but you also have this scientific brain. Like you just love, like you said, you're a nerd, right? Yeah. So you have that part of you. So um, it is, it is interesting to me that you also have this part of you that will move quickly when, when um, it's required. Yeah. And I think that that goes back to the whole concept of honing on in on a vision. So I don't Trusting do. Yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, once I have the vision, it's not as risky to, for instance, you know, what, what I was referring to in the co-work space within two weeks before we opened, we got an opportunity to take a, the floor below the floor that we had started with. And, um, and it was kind of one of those random things. And we thought, you know, this really, makes a lot of sense. And then the universe helped by uh, having someone call who wanted to take all the offices on that floor anyway. So it was like, okay, now we have the sign that yes, this is the way we should go. And we built it out in two weeks. And then when we ultimately, we even had our grand opening on that floor, <laughs> which was uh-huh. kind of crazy because the paint was yeah, literally so dry. Like this was, it had to be painted. It had to be furnished. It had to be like, there had to be yeah. walls. Put up, yeah, walls take there were down. walls and yeah. plumbing and electrical. Yeah, it was it was crazy, but yeah. um, but it got done. I, and a party, it, and a whole party had to be planned. Where you had how many people come to the party? Over, yeah, we had over two hundred people. That over two hundred. So, yeah, so yeah. that wasn't and the, it. Was and we were literally hoping they wouldn't lean on the walls because they were so wet. <laughs> yeah, so wet paint. Um, <laughs> paint. Yeah, so um, but but yeah, so it you know, but that was that was possible because we had a really clear vision of what we wanted to achieve with the co work space, and so we were able to say this opportunity aligns with our vision of what we're trying to do, and it makes our vision stronger. So it's a no brainer. Let's do it. You well, know, there's that, confidence there. There's confidence. I think you're down by like, there's confidence. You're a very yeah. confident person. And that comes yeah. from, don't you think the confidence part comes from years of taking risks, making mistakes, making it okay. M- making mistakes, yeah. making it okay. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, well, I have, I, I call it, you know how in baseball you can either catch a pop fly and it's an immediate out, or you can let it bounce once you grab it and you throw it to the base and it's still an out. Uh-huh. In in life, I think it's always okay to catch it on the bounce. So, you know, you, I kind of look at it this way. There's very little that I do that's life-threatening to other people. So, <laughs> um, so I can catch it on the bounce. If, if, if this doesn't work, you pivot and you do something else. Um, um, but but that's but I think I think people get afraid and they think oh if I make this thing the whole world will end or life will never be the same or you know whatever don't take yourself that seriously like really oh, <laughs> no. there's, the, there's the key there's the nugget right there yeah. there's the gold yeah. nugget yeah uh, I think that makes all the difference I love that well uh, thanks so much I think that I think that is uh, I I really appreciate you sharing your story because I think it is a really powerful story and will help. A lot of people who listen to this podcast will be inspired by your story. I know I have been inspired by your story. And um, of course, I've enjoyed knowing you and getting to know you. And um, I love knowing you. And uh, <laughs> this, has been, this has been really fun podcast today. And I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I have. This was my first time ever doing a podcast. So, yeah, um, so, so and so I, think I, you, I hit it out of the park. 
Yeah, add, <laughs> add that to the list of things I've now done. Check. <laughs> All right, and now you'll start your own next week. I yes. <laughs> that, that's how that well, that's how that works. Oh, this is a great idea. Let's do this instead. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so great. All right. Well, so tell us how before we wrap up. Tell us how. All, all your deets so we can find out more. I especially, I think we want to share with everybody how they can find out more about uh, Rising Tide co-work space. Where can they find out about so that? The, 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 well, the easiest way is to go on to our website, which is risingtidecowork.com. Um, and then if that is not your cup of tea, if you want to call us, 727-877-8230. We give tours every day. So um, we'd love to show the space to everybody if you're in the St. Petersburg area, even if you're just visiting. That, that's the other surprise. Let me just add that, that um, that we have had a lot of people who are, you know, vacationing. But you know how no one gets to vacation anymore? Well, we have people who pop in and are co-working for a day because they need a space to work during their vacation. And that's been neat, too, because we've met people from all over the world, which is fun. Oh, that's wonderful. That's and and it's a fun it's a fun little place to pop because you guys are right there kind of on restaurant. Yeah. We're, and, yeah, we're in the middle of downtown St. Petersburg. So, um we there are I think easily 200 restaurants within walking distance of where and we hotels. are. Hotels. And hotels, yes. And and all of the hotels if you're staying in a downtown St. Petersburg hotel, they the concierge will direct you here. <laughs> so, yeah, sounds fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I really enjoyed having you here. And we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. But um, okay. hope to talk with you again soon. All right, Thanks. thank you. The Solo to CEO podcast is sponsored by D Frederick Media and Marketing and the Solo to CEO system. We help professional women entrepreneurs transform from solos to CEOs of high-impact, high-revenue-generating businesses while reclaiming their time and creating the lifestyle of their dreams. If you are ready to skyrocket your revenue, cultivate a crackerjack team, and set up systems and automation to get your firm running like a well-oiled machine so you can focus on the highest and best use of your time, then you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Six Shifts to Transform Your Solo Practice into a Seven-Figure Firm with Total Ease. Register at law.solotoceo.biz webinar.